With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college who do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is Friday, Viernes. Let's talk some sports. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, RayandTayToday.com. Check out the new site. It's I. It's I. Um, very social, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine. We like to have fun with our fans. Ray, we got some sports to talk about. Before we get to the NBA, because that's, that's the big stuff, let's start off with the hockey. And we had two game sevens, and now we are in the West, the conference finals for the East and the West. Is it easy to say? If you were looking outside, oh, just blame Alex, even though he's a winger, he's not a centerman, he's still their best guy. With Pittsburgh winning, which you said would happen, I was hoping Washington would do it, but they they failed again. Is it time to make drastic changes, or were there some good signs? They had some players that stepped up. Where do before we go forward? Where do we go with the Capitals losing again? So it turns out Ovechkin was hurt, but it still adds to his resume. So. Unfortunately, we got two guys who got eliminated basically at the same t- same round of the playoffs. Alex Ovechkin and James Harden are going to have to dig deep and go to the Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez school of superstar players that are not delivering results in the playoffs and figure out what they need to do. Alex is on the downside of his career, so he's going to have to figure out if it's a roster thing or if it's a, a, a style or or what, change of address or change of address. I don't know that he'll. I don't know if the Caps will let him go, but something's <laughs> got to change. And maybe it's just a bad matchup with Pittsburgh, but uh, the Rangers actually got him a couple of years, but. It's just tough. It's just tough to see because you you want to see, you know, as much as we, in ba- and, I, and I use the basketball analogy, as much as we have a bunch of guys that also didn't win, I still go back to Barkley, Malone, Stockton, Ewing. Ewing, yeah. All got to the finals. At least they did it. Reggie Miller. I wouldn't put Reggie in that in in their category, but at least they tasted it. At least they were there. At least they could say, you know what, 
Barkley can talk about that series with Jordan, and Ewing can talk about that series with Akeem, the the 99 series. He got hurt, and and, and obviously Stockton and Malone got beat by Utah, I mean, got beat by uh, Chicago in back-to-back years, and then Malone went and lost with the Lakers in 04 to the Pistons. But they get, they they got there. They got there. They tasted it. Um, you know, James Harden as a rookie was was in there with uh, Oklahoma City, but Ovechkin, right, Chris Paul hasn't even tasted it yet, and neither has Alex. Chris Paul hasn't tasted it. Alex Ovechkin hasn't tasted it. Haven't even tasted a conference finals. You know what I mean? It's oh, it's painful to see, but something's got to change. I just I just think status quo isn't good enough. They had the best record in the league, what two out of the last three years. Yeah. Was it 114 or 116 or 18 points? Something crazy. They had a yeah, great season. Dominated the regular season. Well, let's give props also to not only the Penguins, but the Ducks. And let's spin it forward for a quick second. Uh, to make some picks, man, Nashville, who has been rested for a minute because they got there, you know, quick, fast, in a hurry. Can, is this Nashville team ready to go into Anaheim and have to steal one. If they can hold home ice, which doesn't seem to always be that big of a deal in hockey, but can they, after Anaheim coming off a seven-game series, can Nashville go and handle things and maybe steal game one? And who do you think wins this series? For me, if I'm honest, I feel like Nashville is going to be a little bit tougher than people think, but I'm going to have to take the Ducks in six. So Nashville's been everybody's underdog, and at a certain point, they can't be the underdog every time, right? They're really good. Yeah. I just think I agree with you that Anaheim's a little bigger, a little stronger. Uh, Ryan, yeah. So I, I really want to say the Predators. I really want to say the, the the young upstarts, the people that nobody predicted. But I have to go with Anaheim as well. I'll, you say in six. You know what? I'll say Anaheim wins in five. I think that the, wow. that the Predators just run out of steam. Okay. Now let's go to the East, man. I mean, is, is Sid the Kid ready to repeat? I mean, he's got help. He's hopefully going to have his health. No more cushions, no more concussions, and and just really the Penguins play a, a, a fun, a fascinating brand of hockey. They're they're not a boring team to watch. They're good. Um, you really see, you know. Sid's talent. Is this uh, too much for Ottawa? And give Ottawa credit. They they took care of the Rangers. You called that one as well in six. Um, I know for me, I, I think the Senators get one or two, but I'm going to take the Penguins in six as well. I believe Senators you know can steal, win two at home maybe. With Sidney Crosby being on the fence with those concussions, He's one good hit away from maybe being done for the playoffs because he's got a history of concussions, and he bounced back. Nobody's saying anything, right? But if this was football, if this was another sport, he bounced oh, back quick, was, fast from his concussion. Yeah. That was two or three games, two or three well, days. Well, and then the next night, right, he goes into the, you know, into the boards, and some people said it was shoulder first, but his head got a little wrong, and no one even – it seemed like nobody even checked him. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know, man pushing back on the on the safety there. Maybe they want that contract and they want Pittsburgh, you know, the best player in hockey is probably still Sidney Crosby. But if he's not at a hundred percent, look out for Eric Carlson, the defenseman from the Ottawa Senators. He'll be the fastest guy on the ice. He's just lightning in a bottle. Uh, so I think the Senators actually 
push them, push them, push them, and they go to seven games. The problem is that seventh game will be in Pittsburgh, and I think Pittsburgh wins. Okay. So we both have a, a Ducks-Penguins final, which I think would be pretty entertaining. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with that. Let's talk some baseball, man. We got a big weekend. I mean, obviously, some good games this week. Um, you know, Yankees battling the Astros now. They, you know, had a little little split, uh, I guess, with the Reds. Thrown out at the plate last I night. I know. Oh, did you do that in the ninth inning? Oh, that, that was rough. That was rough. That but hurt. you know what? Derek Jeter weekend in the Bronx. And, you know, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I miss Jeter, man. And I miss Kobe, and I miss Manning. And pretty soon we're about to miss Brady and LeBron. I mean, uh, this is – it seems like it's the end of an era at the same time, but I don't know if we've had such all-time greats in multiple sports kind of playing and retiring, you know what I mean, within a year of each other. I mean, and you can clearly say Manning, Kobe, and Jeter, and wow, I mean – Sports fans miss them. You know what I mean? And here's the question. I think with all three of them, we knew it early on in their career. Because there's guys that at the end of their career, you say, wow, you know, I didn't give them the proper during their right. career. But I think these guys early on, you knew they were special. And oh, you yeah. knew that either you hated them or you loved them, depending on what team you rooted for. But professionally, but you respected yeah. them. Sure. No, that's without question. And I think that they kind of demanded it on their field because you saw that they were tireless workers. You know, they were all sort of chasing ghosts in some sense or competing against ghosts, but still persevered and, and got it done. Some were more clutch than others, but I think they, they all got it done. You know, I mean, you, you could say whatever you want about Manning versus Brady or this and that. Manning's still a winner. You know, probably the best regular season quarterback of all time. Jeter's not the best shortstop, best Yankee ever, but Jeter's just a winner, and he was clutch, and he 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 was the definition. And and same with Kobe with Shaq. But then when he had to step out on his own, you know, and rightfully so, if you feel like he designed it himself, he was like, I've got to prove this, and I've got to win without Shaq, and he did. So I think, no, I think that's you said the, the two most important words were winners and workers. And that's why I think people respect him more than anything because I hate to do this to him because he's my man and he's a great player. But Allen Iverson, you know that rant about practice. Well, these three guys were at practice all the time. And these three guys came in early, did their work. Derek Jeter ran out every ball. Kobe Bryant took, you know, 100, 200 shots extra before and after the game. Peyton Manning was the first one there reading the playbook, trying to figure out schematically how to beat the defense. So they all outworked everybody else, and they led by example, and they won, right? So Peyton Manning's got his four MVPs and his two championships. Kobe's only got one MVP, five championships, and, of course, Derek Jeter's got his five championships. So and in the symmetry, really- too, Ray, Kobe goes out with a great game, not a great season. Jeter goes out with not a necessarily great season, but a great game as well. And then Manning goes out with the Super Bowl ring, but not a great game. You know what I mean? So there, there's a lot of uh, similarities and even in, in their ending, endings. And they still kind of gave us that little dose of magic. You know what I mean? Which is great. You know, so 
It's fun. It's fun. So before we get to the NBA playoffs, man, and baseball's heating up or whatever, but we, we, we you know, sometimes we don't always give you some of our creativity, and that is in, in some of the segment, segments we like to do. We've got a bunch of them from I'm Sorry, You're Not Ready, Hall of Fame Fridays, you know, Where You At Wednesdays, all that good stuff, but On The Rise is a segment where we kind of like talk about a team or a player that's just they're coming maybe out of nowhere, but they're on the rise for something great. So I figured we'd have fun with that. Ray, you want me to go first? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take a little swing at it. What I'm do you gonna go, got? I'm going to go to baseball. Second best record in the National League, 23-13, and 13, a little bit behind the Nats. I'm going to the Colorado Rockies in first place in the NL West. And it's you think about their batting, but when I look at – their pitching, Ray, that is what is really so impressive. Um, you know, San, San, uh, your boy, I can't even say his name, sends the Talia, <laughs> the pitcher, he's got five wins for the Diva, I mean, for the Rockies. They've got your boy Anderson, Tyler Anderson, has got 34 strikeouts. You got Greg Holland killing it with 15 saves. They have a couple of pitchers with three wins. And what's surprising is that their bullpen and their starting pitching is playing above their heads. So that way that these amazing bats that they have, and you realize this is the team. Now I predicted them to be behind the Dodgers and the Giants and come in third, but with a really good record and just fall short of the wild card. Well, I think I'm wrong, and I think I'm going to change it. And that's why they are on the rise. Because when I look at Mark Reynolds, and you'll be like, who? Yes, Mark Reynolds. <laughs> 339, 12 homers, 31 ribbies. I mean, this guy is an MVP candidate, Ray. It's, it's really impressive. You're talking Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story. The team goes on and on. Charles Blackman, I am impressed, and I don't think this team's a flake. They're not just playing good at home. They're doing well on the road, and they're in every game. They just put a little smacking on the Cubs, too, by the way. So my team on the rise, the Colorado Rockies, they will make the wild card. I think the Dodgers overtake them eventually for the West lead and the division. But the Rockies, whether they knock out the Mets or, you know, the Giants, who I predicted, maybe the Giants don't even make it because they're done. The Rockies will be one of those and probably the first wild card wreck. The Rockies are on the rise, so look out. Nice, nice. All right, I'm going to give you an on the rise that you may not think about every day, but I'm going to say when you're down and out for so many years, you just have a culture of losing, and you get those top draft picks, and you try to draft and try to rejuvenate your franchise. So think about the L.A. Clippers in the NBA. Years and years and years before they got this current configuration, who fizzles out in the playoffs, but at least they're not miserable like the Clippers were for you know 20 years under Elgin Baylor and and uh, Donald Sterling. <laughs> but I'm going to say that there was a team in hockey where in Canada you know they loved them some hockey, and they had people still showed up. So it's a lot like the Knicks. People still showed up to watch this team. This team was terrible. The Toronto Maple Leafs have won absolutely nothing in the past. I think they've won 
one playoff series in the past 30 years. They haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967, and this is in the hotbed of hockey. They still love hockey. The fans are so loyal. The fans just love them, and the team just hasn't been any good. Just like Edmonton does with Connor McDavid, one guy, Austin Matthews, your guy from Scottsdale, can turn around or help turn around a franchise. So they go – they win. They get 95 points. They lose in the first round to the Washington Senators. But you know what? Uh, the Washington Capitals, sorry. But they gave the Caps all they could handle. It was a 4 yes, series. Did. But the Caps were shook in the first, uh, I would say, four games of that series. So on the rise, and good for them because the fans deserve it. The fans came out and kept supporting and kept buying those tickets and kept showing up and kept drinking that beer and kept watching Hockey Night in Canada. So the Toronto Maple Leafs are my on-the-rise team, and look for them in the next five years to be pretty they win a series next season, maybe? I think so. I think so. Austin Matthews is is a bona fide star. Mitch Marner, you know. we got to get our Islanders back in the playoffs. Forget the Maple Leafs. That's (laughs) true. Maybe next year that'll be our team. Oh man, that'll that'll be good. With Tavares, so, we got to keep him healthy, though. Yeah, you're right. So you know what time it is. Let's 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 bring it in right. Now time for NBA What in the world happened last night to James Harden and the Houston Rockets? Ray, I am still in shock. My man Simmons from the Summer League, Jonathan Simmons, dropped like 18. LaMarcus Aldridge was getting busy. Your boy had two shots at the half, two for 11 for James Harden, 10.7 assists, three rebounds. The team in itself only had three block shots. Please, besides Trevor Ariza, nobody showed up, especially not Harden. What in the heck happened? showed up. Capella played great. Yes. I mean, yes. that's, know, that's as, as much as he can, as much as he can, given his you know skill set, he played very but well. Right. He James up. Harden. That was either the biggest choke job, or he's taking money. Please tell me what happened. I I, I can't no, no, even. He's not taking money. You know, I can't even say that. But I uh, will say this. I, I'm gonna throw another theory out there. In Houston. There could be a lot of San Antonio fans, right? Because San Antonio's been obviously the better team. They've been the the them and the Lakers, I guess you would say, are the, are the best franchises in basketball over not not recently, but certainly over the last twenty years, twenty twenty five years. So I'm gonna say here's my theory that let's say James Harden had dinner at El Pollo Loco on uh, the night before the game. I'm going to say that a San Antonio fan got in there and dropped a little bit of the heezy-weezy and gave him some food poisoning. He had a little bug. And messed up his whole game. Because that's that's the only way I can explain how you're supposedly, and not supposedly, you are, especially with with Kawhi Leonard out. You're by far the best player on the court. And you only take two shots. And not only did you only take two shots, it's not like you had 12 assists. It's not like you played, you know, Scott Skiles, Jason Kidd, or Steve Nash. So in the most important game of your season, because it's your elimination game, San Antonio wasn't going to be eliminated, and they still had a game at home. Two for 11. I mean, how do you shoot two for 11? 
I'd rather you pull a John Starks and go two for 19, yeah. but just keep shooting. Keep shooting. You're the man. It's your team. Go down swinging. So I don't know, and, and we said this off air, people are going to start. Now, granted, he was only a rookie, but people are going to start to bring up that 2000 and, gosh, I forget the year, 11, I think it was, 10, 10, uh, NBA Finals with the Miami Heat and the Oklahoma City Thunder. and It was, was 12, up. actually. Remember, 11 is when I think he beat that. Yeah, they, they lost, lost, right. they they lost to Dallas 4-1 yeah. in 11, so it was 12. Yeah, so so he was a no-show in that series, too. Now you write it off as he's a rookie, he's the third third wheel, you know, is Westbrook and Durant, young kids coming as their own. But you know what? You start having the... Yeah, write this off. He's gonna, he has a chance to be the MVP, probably second place. But, you know, as far as we're concerned, he should have won MVP two years ago. So he's going to be a perennial candidate for that award. Um, and even the next two or three years, he's one of the top five to eight best players in the world. And it, it just makes no sense. And and we were both thought D'Antoni was wrong the night before, you know, two games before, the game before, a couple of nights ago, only playing seven guys when you got Decker and Harold, And, you know, without Nene, they were crazy tired. And that's why they had no gas and lost in overtime. But, Ray, this is unacceptable. I, I just, if I'm his teammate, I'm kind of looking at him sideways like, yo, where were you? Yeah, Patrick Beverly got in there. He was probably the only, they said he was the only one to actually confront him. But, you have to. I mean, again, I'd rather you be. It, it sounds terrible. It's like the baseball analogy, right? If you're gonna go down, you gotta go down swinging. I'd rather you take thirty shots and and make two of them than than, than go two for eleven. I mean, that's especially crazy. with no Kawhi playing, especially. So let's let's talk about the Spurs before we get to the Eastern Conference. Moving forward, some good signs when you get uh, thirty-four and twelve from LaMarcus, and then, you know, you get a nice little double-double, 10 and 11 from Gasol. You see Green and Jonathan Simmons. Deontay Murray, too, played a little bit. He got shook in the beginning with with Patrick Beverly all up in his shorts, but this game he was good. Yeah, and Patty Mills, double figures. So I guess the question is, Sunday, game one, are the Spurs ready? Warriors arrested. Maybe they could be rusty. But without Tony Parker, is this Spur team ready to give us a series or we're just talking another four-game sweep, five games, or could we get six? How do you see Spurs-Warriors? You know what? I think every game is going to be close except for one. I think there will be one Golden State blowout. But They played the Warriors well the last couple of years. It's a 48 – yeah, but the problem is you're going to have a Kawhi Leonard that's never going to be 100%, and you don't have Tony Parker. So you're losing some veterans. And I don't know that Mono Ginobili against this team will be as effective. So to me, the Spurs are always going to have Greg Popovich. And, you know, you may think it's blasphemous, but – Kawhi Leonard, when healthy, might be the best player on the court all around. Um, arguable, right? Uh, you know, obviously, when you, whenever you have Durant. And well, Curry I think this series, and, that's one of the debates in this series. I think Durant's got to step up even with a hobbled Kawhi and outshine him. I think the to, gauntlet and the to. challenges is on the table, right? Yeah, yeah. I, but I do think they will. And I think I think Popovich will pull out one miracle game in San Antonio where they just shoot 
marvelously. Like this game, I think they were shooting 57% from the field. You know, if they do that, they could win a game. So I think San Antonio could win a game or two. I'll say one. I'll say it's a 4-1 series, which kind of hurts me because I'd love for this to go six or seven. I'd love for it to be six, too. And to be honest with you, I could see even when they have, you know, two or three good games, they just lose only because the Warriors just have too much, too many weapons, too much offense. And yes, I think LaMarcus, if LaMarcus Aldridge and Paul Gasol are aggressive and really go at, you know, David West and, and, and Draymond Green, the Spurs have the advantage inside. They got to take advantage of these guys and JaVale McGee. Um, you know, they could get a game. They could get a game in three quarters, <laughs> but the Warriors will win in five. I agree with you, but um, maybe you're, you're right. It won't be double digits losses all the way through. I think Warriors spank them one game and all the other games are close. So let's go to the East. The Boston Celtics, man, they came out on. I told you. Like the house, I told you this would be one, 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 one. Like, I mean, the whole yeah, court. like the house was burning. And I think the Wizards. I think the Wizards win tonight to force the game seven. I, I just think both these teams are so different on the road, and their their role players don't play well on the road, and and they get so hyped at home. And so I think we'll have that. I guess the question is Sunday for game seven. Can the wizard do the Wizards have any shot to win a game seven in Boston? I think they do. On Mother's Day. I think they do. Because yeah. I like their roster better. I like the fact that their backcourt can give you problems. I like the fact that if they can figure out how to take advantage of a 5'9", Isaiah Thomas, on on defense. He's going to get his on offense, right? Isaiah Thomas is just going to get his. He's just... Right, but it's Crowder and Bradley and Horford. they got to stop these guys in Boston. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and Avery Bradley, give him credit, right? He was a one-year guy at Texas. 25 recruited. and a half? Wow. And he's not coming out of school. He wasn't an offensive threat at all. He was a terrible yeah. offensive player. And he's, no, he's always worked on his game teams, a lot, right? But his You're game right. is developed. I give him a lot of credit. So I think Washington has a chance in game seven on Sunday. In fact, I would go so far as to say I, I, I'll take Washington in a game seven. So they got to win tonight, game six, but I'll take Washington okay. in game seven in Boston. You're going to take it. I want to take them, but I just – there's something about Jalen Brown and Jay Crowder and Bradley, the way they're playing at home – I want you like John Wall high top, don't you? Uh, <laughs> come on, man! You gotta go for a little Big Daddy K. But listen, this is this is when guys their 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 history is made. And if John Wall wants to become that dude at point guard, he's got to win this game six and game seven, and then go ahead and battle with LeBron. I just don't know if he can do it. He's got to play special, Ray. On the think road in Boston. This. Just real quick, think about it. the winner of John Paul, John Paul, <laughs> Sean Paul, John Wall. The winner of John Wall and Isaiah Thomas, obviously fighting for kind of elite status as a point guard, will have been to one more NBA conference final than Chris Paul. That's crazy. So. Those are hard to come by. When you have a chance, you got to grab it. Even if you get swept by the 
Cleveland Cavaliers, for your career, for your team's development, for for psychology, for confidence, you have to get there. You have to find a way to get and, – and obviously only one of them can make it, but big series for both of them. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm going to have to take the Celtics. I think the Wizards win tonight by like 10, 11, and then I think – I think we might even have another overtime in game seven. I could see the Celtics winning probably like, you know, 105, 102, something like that. I I really want John Wall to do it. I like that team better than I like the Celtic team. Like like you, I kind of don't like the roster. But what I saw the other night, man, at home, they just have another type of energy. It's like a – I don't even know how you label it. It's just kind of crazy how they play at home. You're like, what? (laughs) <laughs> you know, so it'll be fun. And then, you know, obviously going forward, would you give either team a game against the Cavs? Or is it I a sweet one game? One I game. One game. I, it's hard for me to believe Cavs will go full, 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 Moses Malone style. So I think e- either team could get one at home, but not more than that. Yeah. And, you know, people rooting for the Warriors and Cavs to meet up, both going like, you know, undefeated and stuff. And, uh, so, oh, real quick, uh, the Cardinals released linebacker Darrell Washington. So, I guess he's free. Victor Cruz is looking to meet up with the Jaguars, Bears, and, and potentially um, the Panthers. Could you see Victor Cruz at one of those teams? Victor Cruz. Yeah, I think he could be a nice slot receiver. He's never going to be yeah. the Victor Cruz of, you know, his salsa heyday. The Bears but really he could could certainly contribute. Bears and Panthers, I think both could use them. Jaguars have a bunch of receivers. And then Tom Brady made a bad move. He is going to be the cover of Madden NFL 18. And the Madden curse, we know it's alive and well. Ask Gronkowski. He was hurt last year. Ray, does this just open up the door for the the Steelers and the Raider fans? (laughs) Well, you got to hang your hat on something. And if it's yeah, the Madden right. curse, then it's the Madden curse. So, uh, you know, he did go down one season with that knee injury. So let's hope that uh, he's all right. Yeah. So, listen, should be a great sports weekend. Looking forward to see the Yankees honor a, a legendary Yankee and Derek Jeter. Um, looking forward to it. Hopefully the Yankees can get it going and, and the Mets and Matt Harvey's going tonight after his suspension. So hopefully things work out well with that. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in golf. Uh, Jason Day kind of dropped off. Now it's uh, it, B.J. Singh or I don't know who's who's in the lead right now at TPC. The fifth major, right? <laughs> yeah, we got the, the in tennis. We got the French Open in a couple in yeah. about a week or ten days. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. It's not all about football, folks, but we love us in football. That's not a lie. <laughs> yeah, so have a great sports weekend, and we'll be back uh, next Friday. We'll we'll, uh, be back with you uh, talking sports. So enjoy, and uh, hopefully the Knicks NBA lottery Tuesday night get get the right ball and get get into the top three picks, Ray. Go, Knicks, go. All right. Have a good one. Good weekend. Happy Mother's Day.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.